Welcome again. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It's the AM Show with Michael Lowry. This is the second episode. First episode went so well. Thank you all. Appreciate your feedback, your love. I'm glad I could bring back those moments, those memories. Appreciation. We're going to dig right into the second joint. Second episode, it is called Anticipation and Impact. Now, we're going to stop the music right here. That, that's a great segue into what I'm talking about. Anticipation, how that went off right there. Effects leading to drops, which is anticipation. Uh, anticipation is, is a buildup. It's when you're looking for something, you're searching for it, you've heard a preview, you've had a teaser, you've seen a trailer, and it's built up so so deep in your soul that you want to see this movie, you want to hear this song or this album or this show. You want to see it. They've given you so much and so little at the same time that you want to see it. So, with that said, uh, let's see if I still have it on me. I do have it. Okay, here's a question for you guys. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. We ain't doing that on this show. I want to know. I don't care if it was 8-track, vinyl, cassette, CD. What was the first album or single that you bought that you did this on? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what I'm doing right now, I am opening a CD. I don't think you understand. When you are opening a CD, it's like Christmas all over, okay? For for me, okay, this was the record that did it for me. Okay, peep, 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 listen, 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 listen. It's different when your mother buys music and your grandmother and your great-grandmother and your great-grandfather when they have music sitting all over the place, people. Complete different experience. I, I saw the, the Ronald Isleys, the uh, George Michaels, the, uh, the Bee Gees, uh, the Parliament, uh, all genres of music, you know what I mean? I, I saw that laying around everybody's house. But this is, this is around... I want to say this is the first album because my mother was very, very hard on me about the type of music that I listen to. But I really love the art of music. I love the snares. I love the hi-hats. I love the bass lines. I love the samples. I love the breakbeats. I love every... I, I wasn't just listening to the message. But as a, you know, as a kid, you don't know that that message is getting into your spirit some type of way. But I love music for the art really at a really, really young age. And we'll get into that as the season goes by too. But... For me, this record, I had to get this. I was already a huge fan of New Edition, my favorite group in the world, by the way. And we're going to talk about that, too. New Edition is the best group. I know y'all going to say Jackson 5, but we're going we gonna to talk about that. But anyhow, so look, dig this. I got this album because when I heard this song, I found everything in my house to make these drums. I would... Get me and my cousin row. We would get books, and I would take the uh, plastic women. If you remember back in the '80s, there would be these these um, little lines. I don't know what they're called. Plastic, hard plastic pieces that would come in your heels or your flats, 
and they would stick in your in your heels. I would take those out of my mom's heels when she would buy them, and I would sit all types of pots and pans and books on the bed, and my foot would be the pedal. I would take those hard plastic pieces, and those would be the snares, and every different book and different pot, we would make those the drums. And I would play the drums while I'm playing that record, that ABC record, right? It came out around 91, and, you know, it was birthed off of Michael Bivens making the East Coast family with boys to men and uh, what's MC brains. And I don't want to uh, go in my memory and waste time, but, and that was birthed off of BBD and new edition. And, you know, of course they were highly influenced by the Jackson five, but what was your first record? What was that for you that you bought with your own money? Cause by the way, by the time I was, 91, I was, I, we're not going to say how old I was. I don't want to go back and forth with the age thing. But I, at this point in my life, when I was seven or eight years old, when I would get money, I would not eat food and I would buy music. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I bought that tape at Northridge Mall. If you're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you remember Capitol Court in Northridge. I used to buy my music from there. And if I got money from my, my Uncle Paul or my great-grandmother, Grandma Ruthie, everybody that I would get money from, God bless the dead, anybody that I would get money from, I would stash that money and buy music. I went to Marquette University, Upward Bound. I would spend all of my stipends on, I would go to the Grand and buy a single. I would buy either a tape single or a CD single. And my mother wouldn't let me listen to everything, so I would stash it all under my bed. I swear to you, she'd tell you she broke so many CDs, and I, I bought them again. I was infatuated with music that much. So for you, again, what was the first piece of music that you bought with your own money that you opened the wrapper of that vinyl or that A-track or that tape or that CD, and you looked at the credits, you looked at who they said thank you to, who produced the record, who wrote the record, who composed, all of these types of things. Now, I'm not a big fan of saying these kids today don't know because we got to show them. So if you're a kid of today and you're listening to this, it is this isn't something that you can't do right now. There are still CDs out there. There's still vinyl out there. You still get this experience. Again, it's a great experience, the anticipation, the buildup. And then you get to open that album as if it was a gift on Christmas and unravel it and see what's on the inside. See that artwork. Artwork is still important to me. Anticipation. And then when you get it, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And then, you know, while you're listening to the song, you, you're thinking about, well, this is me anyway. I'm thinking about how did they do this? You know, who was in the room? Who inspired this? Uh, man anticipation and then of course i would i would go on to get uh like your tlc's and uh i remember my cousin carmen bought me um mary j blige what's the 411 and then they had what you had uh called b-sides or like the remixes and mary j had the the remixes of what's the 411 i remember being in iowa hearing that you don't have to worry and y'all the kids of today Y'all y'all heavy on these hi-hats, but those were done before. And we're going to talk about that, too, as the season goes. Probably in the next two episodes, I'm going to show you guys how to sample. Also, I'm going to make a beat. You guys tell me what you want to hear, what old record you want me to sample. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that sample, and I'm going to make a new beat off of it. It's going to be 
on video but and on audio you get to see it all at the same time and i'm gonna do it from scratch i'm gonna take the sample chop it up and make a, a whole new beat off of it but these hi-hats that you hear today and the triplets and how fast they're going it was done way back in the day it's like nothing new music is just recycled you're just giving it your impression of how it's been done before we've all been influenced and i remember that hi-hat being actually i'm gonna play it right now Dora, Tavy, man, Terry, Uncle Mark, man, that's Iowa right there. That's that's I was in Waterloo, Iowa when I first heard that record. I remember the day and exactly where I was at because we was watching it on TV in the living room. I had my felines on and I thought I was fly and I can remember the smell. Dig that. I can remember the smell. That's how serious it is for me anticipation i ain't even gonna i was a whole nother story we're gonna have an episode about that too because i remember skating and that's when i started all of that riding my bike serious and we're gonna get into that a whole nother time but anticipation again and you hear those hi-hats in that record you know they use them in a different way there but those fast hi-hats it's been done before you know what i mean so next we're gonna talk about impact shout out to funk flex I listened to him coming up when I was a kid and Big Cap, rest in peace, Big Cap. Uh, back in the day, you're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, like the crunk music. Again, we're going to talk about the crunk era, too. But the crunk music was heavy. And I remember I was in Atlanta when I first heard Bia Bia by Lil John and the Eastside Boys featuring Ludacris. But I just happened to be recording with sounds, producer sounds at the time. And... It was heavy in Atlanta, but I remember the beginning before, like, the, the bass and the 808 dropped, it was Big Cap on the record. And I was like, "Is it? this can't be Big Cap from New York because this is a down south record. But being in the Midwest, I, I always thought that the music was so separated, but it's because every coast had its own sound. So that's a whole other story, too, my bad. But uh, shout to Funkmaster Flex. That bomb was supposed to be connected to Impact, you know, you know. The thunder hit, a, a bomb hit. There's impact. So I want to talk about with impact, star power, superstar power. Okay, now the impact that I felt as a kid, when I look at impact as uh, not just star power, but, you know, stage presence and how people respond to you, how you change the culture, how you set trends, that's impact to me. And I feel like at my age coming up for my era Michael Jackson was the idol that had that impact. I mean, you see people falling out, passing out, ambulances. Um, is ambulances a word? Ambulance. The ambulance <laughs> would be at his shows. And this is what I always say about music. Now, we all know, everybody knows me. I'm no racist. I love everybody. I don't look at you as... I don't say the white guy, John, or black dude over here. I just call you by your name. Or I say, you know, my man, or, you know, whatever, you know, my buddy, certain things of that nature. But I feel like music, when I DJ, I see everybody out there on the dance floor. There's, like, no color for me. It's not like I got all these white people out here. I got all these black people out here. I got everybody out here. 
I have the ability to do that, to get everybody out there. And I'm going somewhere with this, with the star power thing. I'm saying all of that to say Michael Jackson got everybody together. And when I say that, I mean whites, blacks, bloods, crips. I don't care how hardcore you are. You listen to Michael Jackson. You love him, too. And you be singing that junk, too. It don't matter how hard you are, how cool you are, you dance with it. You done try to move or two. If it wasn't in front of nobody, it was at least in front of the mirror to laugh at yourself. But that's the impact that I'm talking about. Michael Jackson had that. So when you go to a show, you're seeing everybody there. You know what I mean? And everybody's being impacted by this one man on the stage. And then the songs that he wrote and that he sung, you know, heal the world, make it a better place. Looking at the man in the mirror. You know what I mean? These are records that are impactful. They create these moments that we appreciate. I had to throw the AM in there. But that's impact. And, you know, I believe Jay-Z has that impact with, you know, changing trends and, you know, making young urban culture change from wearing those T-shirts to at a time he was wearing the button-ups. And, you know, that got a lot of people that were so hardcore, that were so cool, that wouldn't wear that stuff they were wearing it because he was, you know what I mean? Whatever they were drinking, we were drinking, not me, but, you know, the culture. You know what I mean? That's impact. That's that's a big impact to say a word or a phrase and people maneuver off of that phrase. That's impact. And I think Chris Brown has that impact of today because I think also impact people that have the impact. I also think Beyonce has that impact. We grew up with these people. I hope that didn't, that wasn't like distortion or anything. But we grew up with, with these people. So, you know, Michael Jackson has such of a, a big fan base. It wasn't just because he was great and he was the best. But it was also because we watched him grow up. You know, not me per se, but, you know, fans. You know, you saw him in the Jackson 5 when he was a kid. And then... You know, most groups have that one person that's that's just special. You just have that special one person. You're like, I know they're going to go solo. There's just something about that person. And so you, you got to see him be in the Jackson 5, be the lead singer or one of the lead singers, and then step out and grow and be Michael Jackson from the first album all the way to the last album. So, you know, it's a bit different. It sucks, but it's a bit different when it's an adult. And they just come out and they have great music, but you're just not attached to them in the same manner. You know, you, you really love their music, but you didn't get that story. Same thing with Usher. Usher was a, a kid when he came out. I want to say his first record was just called Me Mac off of Poetic Justice. I may be wrong. If not, that was one of his first records. Can You Get With It was was a slow record that was dope. But he came out so young, so we got to grow up with him. And let that impact just build every time he came out. It was like, oh, my God, like I'm growing with them. So as an adult, you respect them more. I'm a big fan of Kobe Bryant. Shouts to Kobe. I don't want you to retire, my man. <laughs> but again, we watched him grow to be great. We watched him take them airball shots, but have the heart to take them as a young man. You know what I mean? I'm going off of the subject of music. I'm just talking about impact. So we, we watched this. We watched him become great. We already knew it was something in him from the gate. We already knew that. And Chris Brown, like, I, here's my thing with artists and entertainers and musicians. 
The things that they do outside of that studio, I have nothing to do with. I don't know what anybody did. I just know when he gets on that stage, he's great. When he sings that song, he's great. When he drops 81 and they win the game, I'm not talking about anybody in particular, they are great. When these people are consistently, like Bono, like, they don't give Bono the credit, I feel, that he deserves for what he does outside of music, even though U2 is great. You know what I mean? But the impact that he has outside of music as well, give them the credit, excuse me, give them the credit for that as well. Before I end this, though, let me let me speak for the young people because I listen to the young kids today. I think that the young kids are always going to be the future, and not just because of the age, but they set the tone for what, it's cool, so to speak. And, you know, I, I speak to the youngins. They tell me, you know, what's going on and, you know, what's cool, what's not, what they're playing, what they're listening to. Because I feel like for us, we have classical music that we listen to. And I don't mean the genre classical, but I just mean classic in a sense. There's no time. There, there are just classic albums. Thriller was a classic album. There's no, it's not like this came out at this time. It's a classic. And I'll play it 20 years from now, like when I first got it. So, but their anticipation is different from ours. Okay. And what I mean by that is our anticipation used to be before album came out, you know, getting the album, waiting for the album and that coming out. What their anticipation is, is a drop. This is one of their anticipations. And if you're young and you're listening to this, let us know. This is a dialogue show. This isn't a I say everything and that's how it goes. This is where we all speak to each other and help each other out and teach each other about music and what we don't know and what we do know and we help each other. Okay? But I do know this. The drops on these records, there is very huge amounts of anticipation and if you don't know what i'm talking about it sounds like this got you now if you are familiar with this record it is the drop when they say turn up because everybody turns up these days when they say, turn up, that beat drops on the one, and it's ridiculous. If you are a DJ and you haven't played this record and let that one hit, you're messing yourself up. Because that's all everybody's waiting for. Again, anticipation. The beat is building. They're putting filters in the music, and it's going out, but it's building up. Listen, that's how I listen to music. I, the words and the melody and all of that, that, that'll catch on. I'm already listening to each individual instrument, but I'm listening to how a producer, a composer is listening to how the music is put together. Structure. Anybody can sing. Anybody can rap. But when you get in the studio, there's something that we abide by called structure. You have to make a song now. So you can't just come in there and spit your 16s. And I mean, you can, but structuring songs. Each transition is important. The chorus is important. If that verse doesn't end well, the chorus, well, these days, the chorus will be received. But just people that listen to music, that love music, transitions are important. So your verse, you have to end it a certain way. 
you know, there's not one way, but there's a way that sounds good and feels good. And there's another way where you're like, all right, I'll take that. We don't take that, but take that, take that back. Bad boy. Nah, nah. Run the Come on. <laughs> That's their anticipation. Uh, again, if you have any disagreements, any dialogue, let's talk about it. That's what we're here for. I love music. I really do. I love the art. I love it. I love it. So I'm, I'm all up for conversations. Um, my boy Mark has started a, a group in Facebook, Mark Nash, where we're talking about hip-hop. And, you know, hip-hop is such a limited, conversing genre. I want to be particular with how I say that. And I say that because there's so many, like, for example, Tupac and Biggie, who's better? Why does it have to be a who's better thing? They're completely different. Like, that's just what it is. And I love both of them. So I don't ever get involved in those debates about who's better, Jay-Z or Nas. Or they're completely different, you know? And I love both of them. I have all of their albums. So, but the the group that he has is pretty dope. We, we, we have these conversations and, you know, everybody has information that somebody else doesn't have. So we share that information. And that's what I'm doing with this podcast. I just want to share information. I'm going to share information in the next few episodes about the first country song that I heard because I love country and some of my <laughs> fellow family and friends are like, how do you listen to that? And I really believe that every genre of music captures a mood in your life. So if you're mad, if you're angry, if you're at the gym, if you're happy, if you're swimming, if you are Whatever you're doing, skateboarding, there is music that matches that mood. And that's what allows me to listen to everything. I don't buy everything, but I'm open to listening to everything to match or enhance a mood for me. It's kind of like you weed smokers out there or you drinkers, you know, or whatever you do for your high. You know, music is my high. Shout out to the Lost Boys. Music is my high. So it does those things to me, that, that, that high that you get or that buzz that we get when we're drinking. You know, that's what I get off of music and hearing something. And I'm like, Jesus. So if I'm doing a pool party, I'm going to play Wipeout. I'm going to play Don't Worry, Be Happy, Bob Marley. Like, th these are things that match that mood. When I'm working out, most of the time I'm listening to some rock and roll or the locks. Because that's what pumps me up. It gets me hype in the gym. Or if I feel like singing, you know, I might turn some tank on and I'll be singing in the gym and I don't care who around. Can't tell me nothing when I'm in the gym. I'm the, I'm Scarface when I'm in the gym. Like, you can't touch me. Like, I'm the most hardest dude ever when I'm lifting weights and such. That's a whole nother story, though. But I appreciate y'all. We got some fun coming this, this season. We, we got a lot of subjects. I got a lot of subjects, a lot of stories. Again, post your feedback. Share this with, with your people. Please don't just tell me you like it. Share it with the world. You know what I mean? Tell your friends about it and take me out of it. I mean, of course, this is my podcast, but I, I've got a lot of feedback about those memories and those moments that you had. Tag those to your closest friends and your family members so they can get those moments, too, and those memories and pull out those photos. And, you know, I just pulled out a lot of photos from back when I was in college and, you know, memories, these moments. I appreciate them all. So let's let's share this with, with the world, man. You know, I'm not trying to reach a certain number. You know, a million would be dope. A couple million would be dope. But 
that's not the point here. The point is is to show this appreciation and this love for this thing that I love called music. And for you, it'll match those moments in your life. And music, I guarantee you, music was attached to it some type of way. I don't know anyone in my life that I've ever met that doesn't listen to music. It may be the genre. They might listen to classical or opera or rap or rock or Zydeco or Latin, but they listen to something. So they have a moment attached to that and they have some appreciation attached to that. And all of you are just like the clients and the customers that I have when I'm DJing and I'm looking and somebody's not dancing. I'm trying to get you involved. That's all I'm trying to do is get you involved. So, and P.S. is Michael Lowry. Houston, on Saturdays, make your way to Status Lounge. We got DJ True Blue, DJ Shamrock, at Michael Lowry, King 5050, Matt Harris. Make your way to Status Lounge on Saturdays. Milwaukee, be in Dallas, May 13th through the 15th. We got Music by Manny on the ones and twos. We got Michael Lowry on the ones and twos. We got DJ Cheery on the ones and twos. We got Homer Blow. We got Reggie Brown, Lydell Ruffin. Again, it's going down in Dallas, May 13th through the 15th, 2016. If you are looking for any music from Michael Lowry, whether it's production, songwriting, DJing, covers, mixes, you can find me on NPS.com or you can search me on Google, SoundCloud, YouTube, just music everywhere from me. If you are looking for a writer or a producer or, or a DJ, please just contact me, Lowry at gmail.com. All right. It's a blessing to be here to speak to you guys. I appreciate it. I love it. Please hit me back. It's always love. It's always love. Peace.